when we talk, it barely picks up at all. Oh, I know why. Why? No, the game's just been falling out. That is very strange. Uh, Fix it on that end. Maybe something Fix it on here? that end. Does that anything change? That, yeah. that changes. Yay. 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 These knobs got knobbed. I don't usually don't knob the knobs. Who knobbed the knobs? I don't know. Probably me. Was it knobby knobs? I mean, <laughs> the knob sprite. Uh, what does this knob do? Does that change anything? <laughs> this is me touching a knob. We're uh, touching all the knobs. Um, stop touching my knobs. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we're canceled. Yep. <laughs>
anything. They don't even have to tell you how long that they're going to keep these frequencies for. See, they just. I, I've got so, a theory so what, on this. So, so if you use it, what, does like a cop show up or does it just not work? <laughs> um, you can get, like, it, I don't think it's like a. I, I know this is an interesting These question. These sounds are no more. longer uh, audible <laughs> for the next five years. But it, I think it's like if you work on like a certain frequency channel, I, I, I guess, I guess big government <laughs> comes down to your your podunk little high school and is like takes your you know takes your... takes my boom mic. See, I've got I've got come and take it. <laughs> my boom cool mic. I'd be like a wireless headset mic. Like they they come for the girl that's like playing Maria in Sound of Music, and they're like, mm mm, <laughs> give us that back. <laughs> But like yeah, like high school and like amateur playhouses and all these different things That's are now so have to spend. Weird. That like, sounds of that sounds nigh unenforceable, but it sounds crazy. <laughs> let me let me bring up is, the news article because it, it was like a friend of okay. mine that shared it. Okay. Uh, on, Conspiracy theory yeah, time. No, right? Okay. The lizard people who secretly run the government. <laughs> <laughs> Their mating cycle is set, you know, at, at an interval of years. But it, it and, happens at a certain frequency. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're 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 mating rituals oh they're rituals they're like not the mating itself but like you know the foreplay <laughs> the it's, calls it, yeah 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 it deals with a certain frequency and so like if you're jamming up that frequency oh okay you know. well if you're okay, listening so into that frequency apparently what here's what happened yeah. so the royals um, are having kids like left right and center recently that's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> about four years ago so this is according to an article from marketplace uh, mar- marketplace.org called how an auction for a wireless frequency is affecting high school high school and amateur theaters um, which is about four years ago the Federal Communications Commission decided that a specific slice of the radio spectrum would be reallocated for the use in internet broadband services the aim was to make mo- mobile broadband services faster the FCC then auctioned off this spectrum to a number of broadband companies that include T-Mobile, Comcast, and dish tv all right so here's here's where it is lizard right? people got lizard it go people. on i'm there um, this, the reptilians okay this however came at a cost people organization businesses across america lost access to this radio spectrum which they used mostly for wireless microphone services journalist da- david zweig Zig, looked into the issue and wrote about how one specific group school theater and amateur theater productions will not only be losing access to a valuable resource but also may need to pay thousands of dollars for technological alternatives. That's fucking crazy, That's right? That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh. So now, like, a bunch of... Yeah, so, like, okay, so the largest users of this radio spectrum were wireless microphones, and we might think that that's a little niche interest, but actually ubiquitous in our culture. Uh, when you think about how they're in every sort of house of worship, when you talk mega churches or even small ones, people use wireless mics when you're in the hotel industry or hospitality or corporate uses. Like, think of, like, all the anime conventions that we've gone to over the years mm. where, like, a presenter has been mic'd. Mm. Um, but one of the biggest uses that people probably don't think of is theater, and specifically when you think community theater or high school theaters, they use 20 to 30 microphones at, at any one of these things, and they're usually about $1,000 each. And they're all going to be obsolete and e- illegal to operate. So yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, I, I'm with you. Like, I think it's, I think it's pretty police. non-enforceable. But if you think of, like, what is the largest labyrinth of 
bureaucracy in America today is probably the public education system. Yeah. So if, you know, people are like, I mean, teachers will get fired for anything or like your school can get fired or sued for anything. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just, I don't anticipate a lot of people trying to, like, I, I think like a lot of amateur theater productions, like I think like your playhouse up the road that yeah. is doing our town this year. Cause they're all fucking doing our town. Like, I I think they, they probably will be like, whatever, we'll roll the, roll the dice and take our chances. But any, like, government-run entity will right. not, will have to abide by this rule. Mm. So, which is, it's this is bonkers, right? Yeah, this, so, this is the news that the big microphone doesn't want us to report, folks. <laughs> well, it's like, it's, it's our big three phone companies that are, yeah. like, the ones that are really, which are now, like, when every because every company in america is really owned by yeah, like what three true. people or something that's i don't true. know three something lizard like people yeah um this is wow this is really good <laughs> lizard people i'm telling you guys people. it's the lizard people so you think it has nothing to do with that do you think it's just uh lizard people meeting lizard people i'm meeting. gonna stick by this <laughs> i think i think that the um i think that the oh let's do a thing for homeland security and also make these businesses super yeah. wealthy I, I, I need to take that back earlier in the podcast i said oh it's homeland security but no apparently it was for internet oh it's for internet so, speeds it's for internet speeds to make broadband more accessible but i don't know i mean like I'm, yeah I'm sorry, if there's like, one thing that verizon is known for it's for making broadband, <laughs> broadband more, more accessible. accessible that's true i don't know probably homeland security is a more but yeah, like, isn't that bonkers? That's pretty bonkers. That's insane. So anyway, that was like my weird niche news. I don't know. Can we do a hashtag? Uh, like, release the mics. Release the frequencies. Free the mics. Free, free the mics. Sure, yeah. Free the frequency. I don't know. I mean, let's do it. Why yeah. not? Uh, yeah. So well, yeah. Well, fortunately you know. for all you listeners, our mics are, are completely wired. So you yeah. won't have to worry about it until suddenly certain um, recording... I mean, <laughs> worry about it because like rates. the fbi is eventually going to investigate us for i mean yeah i'm being socialist i fully so. expect that one of these broadcasts you'll hear like the door get banged open yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> broadcast who would upload the who would upload the file to our soundcloud but, would yeah. like the fbi agent be like oh i don't want to be impolite <laughs> <laughs> they were working so hard on this i don't want to upset their dozen listeners <laughs> No, he is one of the dozen listeners. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. He was the, he was the, the I'm on this episode. I want to make sure it goes live. <laughs> it just starts posting They're it everywhere. They're talking about me. <laughs> hey, Phil. Oh, God. Hey, yeah. what's up? Phil, the FBI agent. <laughs> Would it be FBI, NSA? Who do you think's uh, listening? I don't know. Probably no one. No one. Literally nobody. <laughs> We're not. We're not Chapo Trap House yeah. over here, okay, some, guys? Some people in the, in the Netherlands are listening. That's true. Aww. Hey, Netherlands. Hey, guys. Um, good job. Being the Netherlands. Yeah. Being the Netherlands. Man. I know literally nothing about your country. You know more about the country than you care to admit. That's true. Especially its 16th century history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. nothing, nothing more recent than that. <laughs> so if, what, if you, I can talk to you about, like, how the, how's the House of Orange doing? They're doing, doing, doing good. They're not doing great. <laughs> no? Right? Maybe? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea how they're doing now. That's my point. <laughs> Are they still around? I think I think the queen was going to abdicate. I don't know. Something oh, happened. Oh, that's nice. Anyway. Yeah, you listening, Queen Elizabeth II? No, not, not that queen. The, the queen of the no, Netherlands. I'm saying the Queen Elizabeth II needs oh. to listen to the queen of the Netherlands who's abdicating. Yeah. And then it's like, oh. 
Oh, 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 you don't think that Queen Elizabeth II is just an immortal lizard person? I mean, if your son was Charles, you probably would be too. If your son was Charles, you'd be an immortal lizard person? I'm saying you would choose immortality rather than give him the throne. Oh, fair enough. I mean, he once called Camilla his tampon. He was like, I want to be your tampon. Ugh. I want to be deep inside you. Yeah. Oh. No. Yeah. Everything. that's what happens after generations of inbreeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, thank fucking God that, like, Will and Harry married, like, way outside, yeah. you know? They. I mean, they need to. They yeah, need to get that, God. They, they have actual blue Otherwise, blood. their babies, like, their baby's jaws are just going to fall yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, God, God, wow. Yeah. How are we? We're, like, 12 minutes 12 minutes this. on this. <laughs> on microphones so, and lizard people. So, other news. Um, uh, a warmonger died. Yay. Oh. <laughs> and in other news. <laughs> and moving forward. Answered. You guys aren't going to explain that? You're just no. going to, like, drop Everyone, that? We know who we're talking about. Drop that bomb and move on? All right, all right. Um, hey, at least we're, we're well, dropping that. Well, now the FBI is definitely we're, listening. We're dropping that bomb, and we're bringing our plane in for a safe landing. I hate all of you. <laughs> on, a, on a Vietnamese light bulb factory. <laughs> this is why I drink. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about nerd shit. Yay. Let's talk about nerd some nerd shit. shit. I thought that thing was nerd shit that was nerd That's shit nerdy that shit. is that is very niche where do you nerd. think where do you think nerds are incubated it's it's in our high school theaters and bands <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> they're just much love to my old high school theater program you guys are out there <laughs> some of y'all are listening to this some of, i know some, now some of my uh my former well my current friends but people who i have met through high school theater are currently listening to this podcast yeah. so yeah hey yeah. nerds hey nerds how you doing um so, are we going to jump straight into our topic? Or, like, oh, like the things that we were looking at? Or are we going to talk yeah, a little bit about Yeah, let's... Because there there's probably some other stuff that happened. Yeah. But let's, let's jump into what we, we did today. Yeah. So, we just finished watching two things. Yeah. Um, the first was a recommendation of mine that I've been wanting to get other people's to put uh... their eyeballs on for a while. And the other was a recommendation of Alex's that he also wanted to get people to see for a while. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They were very different. Yes. Um, which one do, you want to, do we want to talk about first? Let's talk about yours first since we saw it first. Okay. So I made people watch um, the the best movie starring Mark Hamill in 1977, Wizards. <laughs> um, Wizards. Wizards. The animated The movie. animated film directed by Ralph Bakshi starring Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Um, that was released about, I think, something like two weeks before Star Wars and was kind of buried underneath that. Um, Wait, Mark Hamill was Mark in it? Mark Hamill was in it. He was Sean. He was... He was Sean the Fairy. And his name is misspelled in the credits. But it only has one L in the credits, but it's him. Which, Wait, one's which Sean? one was Sean? He was, he was the one that was like, oh, I'm Sean the Fairy. Welcome oh, to the, the Mountain Fairylands. And then he gets shot. That guy. That's Mark Hamill. The <laughs> one the one with the hat. Yeah. So, okay. So, Alex, <laughs> would you please explain to the people about what Wizards is? So. <laughs> and why it's the greatest movie ever made. Uh, I, I can't say I can promise that, but I'll explain <laughs> a little bit about what it is. So, Wizards takes place in the far future after the nuclear apocalypse. Yep. Um, where humanity has basically nuked itself into radioactive oblivion. oblivion. Uh, and... Uh, there's a bunch of mutants derping around in the wastes, and then all of a sudden fairies and elves start to reappear. Um, 
And like, oh, thank God, those humans are dead. Uh, and then about 3,000 years after that point, a elf woman has twins, one of which is like, I'm going to be a super good wizard. And the other one's like, I'm going to be a super evil wizard. Yep. Uh, and no, he's just straight up Hitler. Yeah. Like well, by the end, they we'll just get, fucking call him Hitler. We'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so the, the, the super good one's called Avatar and the super bad one's called, I don't know. Black Wolf. Black Wolf. Black Wolf. Um, and it's like, uh, Avatar, I'm going to spend time with my mom and hang out and learn magic. And Black Wolf's like, I'm going to learn magic too on my own. And I'm going to turn animals into shit. Uh, and then 3,000 years later, they're still at it. And Black Wolf is trying to take over the world and using technology that he's recovering from the ancient wastes. And, like, guns and tanks and bombs and shit. And one of the things he finds is a projector with a bunch of Hitler's speeches and, like, Nazi propaganda footage. Mm -hmm. And he basically discovers the magic of propaganda to inspire his troops to conquer the world. And it's the quest of Avatar and some elf guy whose name I forget and some... A, a woman child, one elf, and a moron robot. Yeah, those guys. Yeah. Uh, and it's up to those guys to go destroy the magic projector and save the world. Um, and they do this by shooting the bad guy with a gun. Oh, you spoiled it! <laughs> Damn it! Oh, I shouldn't have had you do that. Because that's like... That's literally my favorite part of the entire movie, and mm -hmm. I love it when people go into it without knowing what to expect. Oh, sorry. And then they get to that scene and that line, and he just pulls out the gun and shoots him. And it's, it's how Harry Potter should have ended. It's how Harry Potter should have ended. It's the one time. That's not how magic works in the Harry Potter universe. No, but it is how guns work in the Harry Potter universe. Yeah, but like Voldemort had given up so much of his humanity that he could only die through magical means. I'm pretty sure if they shot him, he would die. Oh my god! <laughs> it's the one time where military intervention would have actually been useful for something. Just send the SAS and the That's Hogwarts. That's not how that works! That's not how any of that works! <laughs> anyway. It's explained in the books. You know what else is explained in the books? What those goblins are supposed to represent. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh. the banking goblins with the hook noses oh. that live in walled yeah. communities. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of not subtle, wizards. Wizards. <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh... Man, way to make me feel real bad about defending Harry Potter, Alex. <laughs> what the fuck's that about? <laughs> so, in Wizards, there's a lot of Nazi imagery. Yeah. Um, partially because 70s shock value, and partially to explain how he's able to convince these moron to take over the world. It's explicitly explained within the movie mm -hmm. that that every time Black Wolf has tried to conquer the world, it's just been like a humiliating failure for him like each and every time. Because like his his people have really nothing to fight for. Like, they have like no nothing to believe in. Mm -hmm. Um they have no like unifying ideology. And so the elves and the fairies and the other people, like when they're trying to invade their lands, there's like they're fighting for their land. And so like they're obviously going to win in that case. Mm -hmm. Um and so through the use of propaganda, he's kind of able to convince them. There's also, there's a little bit of like, it's never really fully explained in it. And the way that the movie is filmed is there's a lot of implication and very little actual telling about what's going on here. Yeah. But, um, like they, they show, they show some scenes on this projector as just like regular film grain and others of it have been like rotoscoped with 
horns and things like holding the guns that the Nazis are having, and then they've got like scenes from movies of like, uh, like, like knights and like people on horseback, Zulu warriors, Zulu warriors for some reason. Just like basically, anytime that they're able to do like a huge army scene, they just kind of rotoscope it into the movie. Um, incidentally, this was directed by the same person, Ralph Bakshi, who directed the animated Lord of the Rings movie a few years after this, and he used a lot of the same technique. So this was kind of like the prototype for that. Did he also do The Hobbit, or did he just do? He, no, the the Hobbit movie and the Lord Return of the King movie were both direct were both done by um, Rankin Bass of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer fame. Okay, yeah. Uh, and he also did Felix the Cat. Yo, Fritz the Cat. Fritz the Cat. Fritz the Cat. Fritz Felix. the Cat. Different. Very different. Very different. Very different. Fritz the Cat being the first X-rated uh, animated film. Apparently lots of drugs. Yeah. It was, based, it was based off of a Robert Crumb comic book from oh, the okay. 60s. I was going to say, um, Which, but like wizards had fucking fairy prostitutes. Cause yep. What the hell? And nipples. Nipples. All the women had nipples. And all slut- women do have nipples. No, but well, like, most women have nipples. It just felt like, oh my god, it's just St- sticking out of these I thin. Hate, and there was slut shaming. I hate, yeah, and they slut. Like, okay, so at one point, um, the girl like just jumps in the the Eleanor, who's the fairy queen, just like jumps into the tank and like runs off at the enemy forces, and they're kind of like, what the fuck? And then you find out later that like her. Mine was like tricked by Black, Black Wolf. Wolf into coming with him and all this other stuff. But what happens is like, the guy that's with them, the elf that's with them, what's his name? Oh, uh, Weehawk. Weehawk. I keep Weehawk, like, sees like Eleanor. Weehawk in New Jersey is the only reason I remember it. Yeah. Weehawk sees Eleanor being in prison. She's having been imprisoned. And then he, like, jumps down and comes out with her comes at her with his sword being like slut and he calls her a slut yeah why does he call her a slut in fairness we're not supposed to empathize with weehawk at that scene a yeah because b because weehawk is like constantly shown throughout the movie to be kind of rash impetuous a little bit of a hothead and so his arc such as it is through the movie, but, like, but that's close to the end of the movie. I know, I know, like, but but his but his arc is kind of learning how to be more understanding and less quick to jump to judgment because mm-hmm. like every time he jumps to judgment in the movie, he's wrong. And then there's a big speech from another character after that happens yeah. where it's like, look and pay attention to what's actually happening around you before mm-hmm. you open your goddamn mouth. But even then. I was still confused. But like, why traitor? Yeah, yeah, traitor would do it better. Uh, it, it, I don't know. But like, I don't why know. slut? And that's like, it's it's this. I don't know. It could there's have been. There's a lot of male gaze. Like, there's a lot down. of male gaze in this movie. But just like in fantasy in general, and especially and it's frustrating. It's especially it's true in in Ralph Bakshi movie. Well, at least in the, his early movies, because for sure, like. Again, he's, he's... There's only three women in the entirety of Lord of the Rings that he can male gaze. Yeah. You know, one of whom spends, like, her most of her character arc in male armor. So, what's she going to do with that yeah. shit? But, I, I mean, I'm mostly talking between yelling. Wizards and, and Fritz the Cat. Because, okay. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure that was the only other movie he had directed previous to this. And so, like, you know, he's coming at this from... Like a, and I'm not. I'm not saying this to excuse it. I was, I'm saying this to explain why the art yeah. style is the way it is. Because the thing that he had directed before this is based off of, you know, '60s alternative comics. And if you look at those comics, that's the art style. It's yeah. it's very like 
very cartoony and at the same time very sexualized. Yeah. Um, be, and the reason for that was this kind of this underground comic scene was doing like the artwork from it was very like a subversion of Disney. Yeah. Right. So like you see this cartooniness of like Disney and like children's cartoons. And so how do you show that this isn't for kids? The big old nips just poking out of shirts and like blood everywhere and like that kind of stuff. Like it is very much a product of its time. And I'm not, again, not saying it to excuse, because there are some serious flaws with this movie. And I'll be the first person to say there are some serious flaws with this movie. Like, well, I, I thought Elise was the first person to say there were Well, I know. Yeah, I started <laughs> screaming it very early on yeah. in this podcast. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. I I don't like it enough to defend it. That's fair. You know, and I, I, I think it just kind of... And I think we talked about this a little bit when we talked when we had our discussion about science fiction. Yeah. Um, and science fiction, it's like more frustrating for a lot of the reasons that I previously named in a different episode that we did, um, where you know it's a genre started by women that really got co-opted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By by a very hyper masculine. Um, by a very hyper masculine 1960s America. Yeah, yeah, and which. Or even 1930s America. Yeah, no, but yeah. like it, it got like it got, you know, taken over. Um, they stole it from us, our precious. <laughs> but and I, I, not that I feel this way about fantasy, but I don't. You know, I don't think you can make that like that same direct thread or that direct lineage, um, because fantasy is so prevalent throughout every culture. Yeah. <laughs> From the beginning of time, and it also depends on, like, what do you consider fantasy? Mm-hmm. You know, do you... You could make that same argument for science fiction, but I feel like the the most, like, direct lineage of science fiction goes back to Mary Shelley. But yeah, exactly. Could... Um, but, you know, it's just... It makes... It made genre fiction really hostile to women for a really long time. Yeah. And being a female nerd... You know, like the, you know, we can say, we can push wizards off into a, into a time period and be like, oh, it was a product of the 70s. But I think you can kind of make a, a red line of conspiracy theory <laughs> from Prison things planet. like this to uh, hostility that women face when going into like a comic book store. Yes. Or Gamergate. Yes. Or, you know, all of these other things and that kind of nerd misogyny, which makes the community very toxic in certain areas for women. And I, that's why I get frustrated when we like excuse things or things that aren't that really that great, but we'll excuse them for being a product of their time. And, you know, like, like, are people going to say that in 2018? Like, or like, when, when was Game, Gamergate? Like oh, 2012 yeah. or 20 Something like it that. Yeah, like, it was just a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, so, you know, like, are people, I like, I would hate to think that in the 2030s, people are looking back on Gamergate and being like, oh, it was a product of its time, rather than taking, you know, what are the important lessons from this or what. You know, or like it wasn't, it wasn't a product of its time because people, there was a ma- major backlash against it. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. Um, I, 
I, I, I don't think, like, at least when, when we finished watching, you said, like, that's 80 minutes I'm never getting back. <laughs> um, I am glad I watched it, but I do not want to watch it again. Uh, I, mm. like, I, everything you say, yes, I agree. But also, I don't know, the Nazi stuff. Yeah, yeah so tell so, us from your perspective, Alex. So I've given, I've spoken <laughs> for all women. Would you like to speak for all Jewish people everywhere? All, all Jewish people everywhere. Uh, no, but I would like to speak for myself. Uh, and, like, using this a plot line like that can work. Yeah. If it says something other than the fact that Nazis are evil and the prototypical thing of evilness, yeah. like, it seemed like it was doing a lot of it for kind of shock value. Mm. Uh, and, like, it seemed like it was going on a bit just for the sake of of being like it wasn't trying to say like it didn't try to make a connection between it, it never actually looked into the ideology yeah. of of the evil wizard like his his goal is just you know the the his goal is the prevalence of technology versus magic but that doesn't necessarily fit into the ethno superior ethnic superior yeah. ethnic superiority yeah uh ideology of like nazi germany and shit like that yeah so like is it just that he like like he found this random stuff and like understood all the context of it understood everything there is to know about it just by watching this footage and decided yeah that's me i also like i really am bothered by the idea of like um how do i phrase this I'm bothered by the idea of it was, oh, it's the magic of propaganda, mm -hmm. which I, I don't know. Where am I trying to go with this? I feel, I feel bad. I've now wasted like, <laughs> like two I minutes mean, of like me trying to think I of mean, like what I'm trying to say. But. It's, it's like saying that Nazi propaganda films are the epitome of what can motivate a person to do things. And it's that sort of, like, magic brush, right, of evil. It's not the idea that they're, like, anybody is capable of evil or that people, you know. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, they were only evil because of this thing or they were only powerful because of this one thing. Mm -hmm. And as long as we take this out of the environment, everything will be fine. Yeah. Which maybe you can apply this to your fantasy world in which of your own creation in yeah. which you've created the, the rules. But trying to make a direct allegory or trying to make a direct lesson mm -hmm. using that to the real world, I feel like it doesn't really, I feel like it falls flat yeah. or that it doesn't sink where it needs to be. Also, it really bothers me that like in Western society, our go-to is always like of, of evil is always like, oh, Hitler. And like, because we weren't Hitler, we're not evil, even though it's like, well... Shit, man. Like, have you looked at the rest of American history? Yeah. Like, have you looked at the genocides that we, like, you know, yeah. that Americans have committed uh, over the it years? It was the one like, that we stopped, though. That's the important one. Right, the, the yeah. one, The one where he saw our race laws and it's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I can well, do like, that before. Why, why don't, yeah, like, why doesn't anybody talk about, like, Jim Crow? Or, like, why doesn't anybody talk about uh, the Trail of Tears? Or, like, there there's so many instances mm -hmm. But, like, this is the one that, like, sticks out, and this is the one that we always go to. And then it just makes it really easy to, oh, if we just remove this. If we just remove this we'll one be, thing, yeah. this this keystone that the whole castle will yeah. fall down. And it's like, well, that keystone is mm -hmm. on top of 
all of these yeah. other movements and yeah and and like the the antagonists are these mutants right they're yeah. they're, they're just humans that have mutated so over thousands fighting, of years you're fighting ethno superiority with ethno superiority right <laughs> yeah that is like, one of the huge problems yeah. that i have with this movie it's yeah. like at no point do they is there any like sympathetic mutant characters there or, is though like, at that brief one at the end yeah there's but, the, but the his queen. excuse is Oh, he's an idiot. No, no, I'm not thinking about that one. Oh, you're not. I'm thinking, thinking about, about the queen. Oh, oh, the queen. The queen's a mutant. Yeah. Like mm. the 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 the. That uh, is true. And she has like she's kind of the moral centerpiece because like Avatar, the the good wizard, the so the so-called good wizard is not, not the really, moral centerpiece yeah. of the movie. No. Like and that's and that's. But kind she's of, she's only in two scenes. She is only in two scenes, but the two scenes. I didn't that pick she's up on the fact in, that she was the queen. Yeah, yeah. she she was. Dark Wolf's... She was Dark Wolf's bride. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, she was having a baby, and he was asking the wise guys, hey, what, is this baby going to be human? Is this baby going to be human or a mutant? Like, no, nah, it's going to be a mutant. It's like, okay, kill it. And she's like, no! Uh, yeah. yeah. So, and then later she showed up when... Yeah. Yeah, yeah she showed up at the scene with, with Weehawk and... Um, and and was Eleanor. never seen again. And was never seen again. Yeah. Um, But... I'm going to I'm going to step in and try to de- like at least defend what I see in this movie. Right. Okay. The reason the reason why I think the movie is good and worth watching. Like again, I will be the first person to say that it's an extremely flawed film. Like a lot of the messaging is really mixed. Mm-hmm. The animation is obviously like really dated. I mean, we went through and we counted the animators. There were like eight people that animated this movie, and it was all and done four by people in backgrounds. And four people on backgrounds. And three of those eight people were animation assistants. So not I don't know who knows what that means. Mm-hmm. They they brought them water during the forty eight hours animation. Probably session. doing the in betweens. Yeah. Um so uh they and Alex, you made the point that there's nothing like they're they're not really making a bigger point with using the Nazi imagery in this. To me, the message of the movie, and it is it is fairly muddled, because th- this movie is kind of, they were on so much cocaine. Making <laughs> like, it is obvious. Like, it's all over the oh, place. Oh, it was like, the 70s. Wasn't it LSD? There was, cocaine no, is the 80s. No, seven, well, I mean, it's the late 70s, so probably <laughs> like cocaine was in by then. Um, but, like, the editing is, like, all over the place. Like, scenes transitions are just kind of like, wait, where are they now? Like, you look down for a second and look back up, yeah. there's yeah. a completely different there, thing going on. There's it's a like, scene where, where Weehawk, or whatever his name was, was just shoot like, like it looked like an animation test, where it's like, let's ca- draw this character throwing his sword, sword around, around. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and nothing for, like, a minute and a half. And so that's, it's kind of difficult to kind of get what is going on in the movie through all that, even though it is only 80 minutes long. But to me, what the movie is trying to say through all the weird messaging and like muddled storytelling is that evil can only exist if it has tools to spread itself. Like it's it's trying to say that like, don't give nat- Nazis platforms. Naturally, yeah, don't give Nazis platforms. <laughs> Naturally speaking, good is stronger than evil mm. because good has a reason to exist and evil doesn't. I think is what they're trying to say. Because, like, again, it, this like the only time it's the only fantasy movie that I can think of where the villain isn't all powerful off the bat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Lord of the Rings, the villain that they're fighting against is a god. Yeah. Essentially. Um, the uh, Harry, Potter. Harry Potter, you know, he's an unkillable necromancer. 
Yeah. Um, and then like Voldemort's pretty bad too. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, and then uh, like Star Wars. We're, we're gonna throw Star yeah. Wars into this too. You know, you've got the Galactic Empire. Yeah. Okay. This is the only one where it's like, yeah, the bad guy's a jerk. All his underlings are idiots. Like he's he's tried for thousands of years to take over and failed every time. Why? Because evil doesn't have a reason to fight. Mm. And so the the actual strength that evil has is through propagation of evil ideas. And good people don't always have to be really good. Like all of the main characters in in Wizards you know, again, that the that line from the end. One of the reasons why I love the movie is like there's some like there's like five or six really endlessly quotable lines. Yeah. Um, and one of them is the one where he's like, oh yeah, he's here to save the day with one woman, like a one girl child, uh, a, a girl child, a single elf, and a moron robot. And it's like, peace. The robot was sent out originally to kill them, and is basically motivated by wanting to be free of this evil machine. Mm-hmm. And, like, the existence of this idea and the existence of this machine causes him pain and causes him endless struggle. Like, he's constantly having to fight against these ideas because those are the ideas that birthed him. Um, and then Weehawk is, he's prejudicial, he's quick to judgment, you know, he's could easily fall into this same category of, like, you know, being told you're the superior one and these are the inferior ones. You see his prejudice a lot through the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Avatar used to be, you know, this amazingly powerful wizard, but he's kind of a dirty old man now, a little bit of a drunk. He's a little bit of an idiot. And like people are constantly making fun of him to his face. Mm-hmm. And then he has a few moments to show that he is still powerful, but then those are almost always undercut. Mm-hmm. So, like, and then, and then what's her name? And then Eleanor. Eleanor is just, I mean, Eleanor is probably the purest character out of all of them, but she is like. She does have that scene when she's captured and she's like, I'm going to keep attacking these, this crowd, this mob of fairies. Yeah. yeah. And like, just be impulsive about that. When the guards are like, you should really stop that. Yeah. yeah. But, and I think like, that's what I get out of the mm-hmm. movie is that propaganda and ideas are powerful things. And they can, you know, there's that there's that moment where um, one of the underlings, and it's one of the it's one of the comedic scenes, but I think it says a lot. Like all the the comedic scenes with um, the soldiers, with Black Wolf soldiers, are some of my favorite in the movie because like they they say I, they're very like cartoony, mm-hmm. but they're also very satirical, and they I think they make some pretty like some of them make some pretty cutting points. Like the one where you know, they kill Tritz, those lousy stinking yellow fairies. Yeah. Um, and like, so there's a scene where there are two soldiers. One of them thinks the other one is dead. Um, and he starts kind of shooting wildly off into the distance. And the other one stands back up. He's like, no, it's okay. I'm fine. And then he gets kind of upset because he's like, oh, I was going to win a medal for this. And then shoots the other guy. Um, and then gets mad again. And then and starts then... shooting off into the distance. Yeah, yeah. Like evil is dumb. Evil has no reason to fight. Evil is there for personal gain um, and is easily manipulated and easily tricked. Um, 
and like the good characters while they're not completely pure they're still you know they're they try they try to be good even when they're not and i think that that's the more important thing i don't know maybe i'm reading too much into it but can i we, feel like can we spoil um spoil away Black i already death i just did yeah alex did at the beginning of this uh, um no but that i thought i thought you were gonna say that your favorite line was oh yeah 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 that is my fa- that is my absolute favorite line in the entire movie which is at the very end where the um, avatar and black wolf confront each other and avatar is saying you know i haven't practiced magic much in these last few years but i want to show you a trick that mom taught me when you weren't around <laughs> And he's like, rolls up his sleeve and you think he's going to cast some sort of spell. And he goes, oh, yeah. And one other thing. And he pulls a gun out from his robes and says, I'm glad you changed your last name, you son of a bitch. And shoots him. And that's like the end of the movie. And it's amazing. (laughs) Except for the part where the really old wizard ends up with the barely legal half-elf queen. Half-fairy. Half-fairy, excuse me. Half-elf, half-fairy. Or have something. We don't and know. They, and they run off into the sunset together. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I don't know. I don't. I still don't think I can agree with everything you're saying there, Nick. I, I, because like the idea of of evil doesn't have a reason to fight, but like is evil like a concept that's inherent in a person, or is it something that's taught to someone over it, the course of the propaganda? Like, can you have one without the? I, I don't know. I think you can have one without the other because you clearly see a lot of the things that make the bad guys, the bad guys in this movie, you see kind of put into the main characters, right? But I feel like your argument falls apart because of the fact that Black Wolf, and it's explicitly said that Black Wolf was born evil. Right. I don't know. I, And this is what I mean when I say the messaging is a little bit muddled. Yeah. Like, I've seen this movie several times. Um, and they're always spaced out. But, I mean, it's a, it's a really short movie. Not a whole lot happens in it. There was that like twenty minute fight scene. Yeah, that was it's not quite that long, but kind it feels, of grotesque. It feels like it's long, yeah. but I don't know. I because it is very much done in a very simplistic. The story is told as a very simplistic kind of good versus evil, right versus wrong, like fairy tale, uh-huh. right? Like that's the framework that it's told in. But I think that framework is kind of undercut and subverted a bit by the actual content. Yeah. And I think that that's done intentionally. Mm. Um, and I think it is to show that like, it is something that cause, cause black wolf makes some pretty good points. Like we're living in poisoned ground, but then you see towards the end of the movie that he could have probably fixed it if he wanted to, because Avatar is running around and he's making flowers grow and, like, things are looking beautiful. And it's, like, it would have been a really short work because, like, it, they were told at the beginning of the movie that Avatar and Black Wolf are almost equally powerful in terms of, like, their ability to command magic. So it's been thousands of years, thousands of years where Black Wolf could have fixed his own land. Mm-hmm. So his his idea of, oh, we need to live on not poison ground it kind of falls apart when you realize he could make the ground not poison. Yeah. Probably himself. Like, and again, these ideas aren't really explored and these things aren't really brought up explicitly in the movie, which I think it works to its detriment and is one of the yeah. biggest flaws. Um, but on the other hand, it's not, it does, it is not spelled out for you what's going on. And so I think, cause there are people and I've seen people make these arguments where it's like, 
you can kind of look at it as Avatar is the bad guy in the movie because like huh. he uses technology at the end mm. to to stop Black Wolf and like Black Wolf's whole motivation is so his progeny can live and be like healthy in like healthy land by by utilizing eugenic programs by utilizing eugenic yeah but yeah again <laughs> so you kind of it's it is a very black and white very simplistic kind of story but the actual content of that story and the characters in that story make it a little bit more complicated mm -hmm. um and so yeah it's to, complicated to kind right. of go back to what alex's point was about using the the nazi stuff and i feel like that's that may be why because i mean star wars is another example again like coming out like just weeks later yeah where they, you're seeing that same kind of Nazi imagery in a very simplistic kind of black and white story, but it's it's. More I mean, there's little no swastikas flapping no, under the breeze. No, but, but I mean, go yeah. go back and watch but uh, Force Awakens, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like, there's the there's the blood banner and the guy in the SS uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Talking no, about we'll take over I'm, the galaxy. I'm not saying that's not in it, but yeah. I'm saying like explicitly yeah, like yeah, these, yeah. No. It, that is actually Hitler in that footage. And they at the end call yeah. him Hitler. They do yeah. call him, yeah, they say yeah. Hitler was dead again at the end. Yeah. Uh, so Which, uh, which that's the line that bothers me the most. Mm -hmm. Because um, that idea of, and this is like what, what rule of the internet is this when Godwin's like law. Eventually, Godwin's law. Yeah, Godwin's law will you eventually devolve into calling each other Hitler. We were actually or, talking but, about Hitler, though. But we're actually, we're talking, actually about talking about Hitler. Hitler shows up in this movie. Yeah. His yeah. face is all over it. But, um, but, but it's this idea that this was the most evil person, and this is the only most evil person in history. And, and, and he was born this way. And he was born this way, yeah. and because we took him out, it's no like evil is no longer a problem. But the, that's the history. Remember that the story is as it starts off is the history as it was published, right? History is always written by the victors. And think about how Avatar is portrayed in those histories mm -hmm. of being like this dashing, powerful, good-looking guy. And then when we see him in the movie, in the actual movie proper, he's this schlubby, like, cigar-chomping, like, old man who's like, oh, did I remember to bring my scotch on this mission to save the world? Like, and I think that we're supposed to read into that, that the history that we get is not necessarily what is actually the case. Like, Black Wolf maybe probably wasn't born evil. Hmm. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like, and it's, it, these are ideas that I, I think you can look into in the movie that are there, whether intentionally or no. But if they are intentionally, it's not made explicit. So you're saying there might be an unreliable narrator. I, I think that there's a case of unreliable narration here, mm. yes. Because, yeah, again, from the beginning, we're told, oh, yeah, Avatar, the good wizard. And then, like, throughout the movie, he's he's kind of lecherous. He's kind oh of... Oh, my God, he's so lecherous. Yeah, he's kind of... And, again, the way that he saves the day, because the whole thing is about the struggle between technology and magic, right? That's what the, the history book at the beginning says. Mm -hmm. It's the story of the of the... Ever never ending struggle between technology and magic. How does Avatar save the day? He uses a fucking gun. Mm -hmm. So again, not reliable. Not showing us that like, oh, Avatar is the the hero. He's the savior. Yeah. He's just kind of at this point a schlubby old man. Well, be that as it may, I still probably would not want to watch it again. That's that's yeah. fair. I mean, I've watched it probably more times than most, and I think I've at this point in my life I've maybe seen it 
half a dozen times. Gotcha. Um, and the first time I saw it was like on Sci-Fi Channel, like super early in the morning, back when Sci-Fi Channel actually would show movies. Um, it was part of like their their Sci-Fi like Christmas block, I think. <laughs> what? Yeah, they did they did one like back. Uh, yeah, it was either in high school or middle school. Um, we're with Sci-Fi Santa, and it's like, oh yeah, all Christmas weekend you don't have anything to do, so we're just gonna play you all these movies. And the very first one that they did for one of them was Wizards. And that's the first time I saw it. Huh. And I've never, and I was never able to find it since for like years afterwards. And then my aunt and uncle have a copy of it on VHS and I watched it at their place. And then it of finally, I was like, and when I started getting a DVD collection, I started like looking for this movie to come out on DVD. Cause this was like this and Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead are like the, the two movies that I was like, why don't these exist on DVD yet? <laughs> Where are they? And then when they finally came out, I got them both. Um, so yeah, I, I, I probably, I'm probably the biggest fan of this movie yeah. on the planet because <laughs> hardly anyone else knows that this movie exists. And I, I think it's completely fair um to not like it because again it is extraordinarily flawed mm -hmm. and i think that i like it more more for what i see it trying to do than what it actually accomplishes mm -hmm. because i see like putting it in the, again putting it in the context of its time putting it in the context of how it was made i think the movie is incredibly charming and i use that word and you guys both disagree with me <laughs> but i do i find it extraordinarily charming in like the handcrafted nature of it and like the independence of it and just the pure audacity of like what they're trying to do with the story um i find all of those things incredibly charming whether or not they succeed is another matter mm -hmm. um and well, whether or not they were intentional well yeah, whether or not a lot of those things were intentional you, yeah you you listeners at home go Check it. Check it out. I I'd, I'd yeah. recommend at least watching it once. It is something. It is it is a see it to believe it, if nothing else. All right. Well, speaking of charming, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the opposite end of the spectrum, we we stopped. We had dinner, and while we were eating dinner, Alex introduced us to a new anime that's pretty pretty actually charming. Yes. See, I think Wizards is actually more charming, but that's my taste. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cute. Don't get me wrong, but. So what I showed them was uh, Nichiju, uh, or My Ordinary Life. Uh, which, which is on Crunchyroll. It's on Crunchyroll. For a time, it wasn't anywhere. Like, I watched it. Someone had uploaded it on YouTube, like, in little chunks. And, like, I was, I was looking for, like, oh, did somebody release this on DVD? It's like, no, they didn't release it on DVD in the States. They've, they've never dubbed it. But, my God, this thing needs to be seen by more people because it is cute as all get out. Um, and every time I watch it, it never fails to make me laugh or smile or yeah. something. And it's just, it's always, you know, whenever you're having a bad day, just pop on an episode and, and watch it. And it doesn't really even matter which episode because it has a plot, but the plot doesn't necessarily matter all that much. It's, uh, let, why, don't, why don't you explain it? I explain, so I explain his movie, you explain it, mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in my ordinary life, there are... There are kind of two main plots, I guess, um, which is there's one, which is the three, there are three high school girls, and it's just about their ordinary life being high school students and um, and the kind of crazy shenanigans that they get up to and like kind of, I guess, like life through their eyes, mm -hmm. um, like how they perceive their teachers, how they perceive their principal, how they perceive their fellow students. 
Um, and then on the other end, there is like a girl and her robot uh, <laughs> that she created um, and that are, are hanging out together. And so you see everything's kind of told in these like very um, stylized vignettes, which is why I think it's like a matter of perception or like how they're perceiving their surroundings. Because like at one point they're at the school assembly and one of their one of their classmates, uh, the school counselor gets up there and is like, all right, one of you guys is riding a goat to school and you need to not do that. And then like their their classmate very like dashingly is like, well, I am of the Sasara, what? Sasahara, I think. Sasah- Sasahara household and I am the eldest son and I will ride my goat to school. And the, the teacher is very like, quiet and stuttering and it's like well okay okay then and then like i think it's another student Mi- Miochen? no it's or not no, any of the it's not any of the three bangles. yeah it's, it's there's a like a girl that like comes up to him and like shoots him and is like you're not going to uh ride your goat to school like don't ride your goat to school you were told not to <laughs> um yeah and so he faints and then like immediately props back up so that's my sense of like it's not that she really brought a gun to school, but I think it's rather like their perception of she killed him with her words of like standing up to him and being like, no, get out of here. Yeah. She, I forget her name, but like over the course of the series, she brings like bigger and bigger weapons to shoot this guy. (laughs) And I think it's supposed to be implied that they're like pellet guns or like they're shooting flour or something out of it. I don't know exactly, but like, yeah, you never, you you don't never know necessarily if what you're seeing is actually happening Uh or if it's just like what the, like, for example, you you asked the question, like when, when Nano, the the, the robot robot. uh, runs into this student and like, uh, oh, you think they're gonna they're gonna fall into each other and it's gonna be like a wacky hijinks, and then this like nuclear explosion <laughs> happens in the city. It's like, did that actually happen? Like, I don't know. Your guess is as good yeah. as mine. But they, she ends up on a roof somewhere. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's like the idea, like the core concept behind this is taking just like ordinary things, like my ordinary life, and reacting to it as if everything is on the line, like everything yeah. is just overblown of the top. Like it doesn't. None of this matters. Like like. Yuko, one of the, the girls, drops a sausage from her oh bento box. Oh my god, box. I love yeah, that. That was probably my favorite that part was, of the entire yeah. episode. Uh, and then they go into this all over-the-top shonen-esque, like, <gasps> we gotta yeah. catch it, and then, like... It... Yeah, basically turned into a baseball anime there for, <laughs> yeah. like, like, a good minute and a half. But it was all about it was all about the sausage. Yeah. And then I got, like, really invested. I was like, please don't eat that. Oh my god! Because it like fell on the floor and it like went through somebody's mohawk and like it ended up with the mint and then I like dropped off the mint and then I was like, please don't eat that. You're not gonna eat that. And then she eats it and I'm Yum. like, ah! and like I I was dead. But yeah, <laughs> they make a reference to the three second rule though. I thought yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah. So um, no, it's it's really charming. It's very cute and you know it's yeah it's definitely like a. I'm all for like the stress relief anime, like the the kind that you're like, I just don't really want to think or like, I really need to smile or like I had a shit day at work and now yeah. I just need to like watch something that's adorable for the sake of being adorable. Yeah. Um, and, and like, as you watch it, more characters get added into it. So it, it does kind of form a, uh, an ensemble cast kind of, yeah. of like different characters that kind of come in and out. And there are certain, like, cutaways to, to different, like, like a show within a show called Helvetica Standard. Yeah, which just, <laughs> which yeah, just has, that was so cute. Um, 
and like eventually there's a cat that wanders on to the the show and mm. watch more of it at least I, I think you definitely right. will like it i've been watching like an episode a day yeah um when i get home from work uh, i'll sit down after you know taking a shower uh and i'll watch first i'll i'll watch an episode of my hero because i'm catching yeah. up yay, yay. Um, where are you at now by the way i am at let's see uh they um Deku learned how to use his legs. Oh, okay. Oh, well, you're really far up there. Then yeah. you're yeah. almost caught up. Yeah. Um, and that. So I watch an episode of that. Uh, then I watch an episode of Nichiju, and then I watch an episode of Ghost Stories, which is also yes. on Crunchyroll now. Wait, but how are, are they doing the dub? They have the dub. Yeah. Oh, yes. they actually they actually oh have the God. sub and the dub. So like you can watch either. But is it like? But it's like the dub from the 90s when no one... The dub from the, the early 2000s. 2000s. It's yeah. very much the early 2000s because they're making fun of George Bush all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like one of one of the... Oh my God, we should watch that. Which incidentally has not gone out of style. No. Speaking of when people die, please don't rehabilitate George W. Bush. Anyway. Oh, yeah. um, what was I? So yeah, no. Uh, ghost stories. <laughs> Uh yeah no it's it's on Crunchyroll and you guys if you haven't watched it should watch it because I think I've talked about it on Nick here before. Has, Nick has shown me a lot of compilations yeah. of like the best moments of. Yeah, there's that there's a lot of humor in that. Like speaking of like problematic that things, there, there's a lot of things well. that did not age well at they, all. They're throwing yeah. the R word around a lot. They do. Uh, <laughs> they it is not something that would be funny now but like I if mean, you, some we, of it you is. Say, do we say like oh it's a product of its time no you say that these characters are intentionally the worst people ever that's true <laughs> and that I that's mean, what some the humor of that, is some of that is definitely like that kind of south park humor but then some of it is like oh really yeah that's the joke yeah so but uh but even still like i can't stop watching it just yeah yeah um and, and like like you're right like i, I saw a couple episodes it's like oh Really? Okay. <laughs> but then it moves on, and it yeah. doesn't dwell on it. Yeah. Uh, mainly because it's just, after a certain point, the they just stopped caring. Like, like they didn't care to begin with, but, like, mm -hmm. as as you watch more and more they episodes... Care less they and care less, less and less. Every episode they, goes on. They, they keep calling out, like, con like, continuity errors and animation flubs, and, yeah. like... Uh, yeah, that and that kind of stuff is funny. Yeah. Um, and but, again, I feel like for the product of like what it's trying to be, it is a very much like a time capsule of 2003 yeah. mm -hmm. or 2005 or whenever. We it all was remember dubbed. where we were in 2003 and five, right? Invading Iraq. You were invading Iraq person. I was I in know. high school. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I um, was watching it being invaded no, on the yeah, TV. Yeah, as was I. As yeah. I'm like, we could still do that actually right now. In that regard, things have not changed. It's, it, uh, <sighs> yeah. Anyway, let's talk about Nichiju again because it was cute. Everything old is yeah. new again. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk about that crazy uh, Hiroaka commercial that we saw. Oh, yeah, as we were watching it, there was a commercial. So, if you remember, dear listeners, like a few episodes back where we, we talked about how much we love Hero, My Hero Academia, one of the things that we brought up was the fact that it, it subverts so many uh, shonen tropes, right? Uh, you know, how like Deku is like an adorable cinnamon roll and he doesn't lose his cinnamon rollness and how like that's an important part of his character and like how he helps other people believe in themselves blah 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 blah, blah. all right so like country roll was like oh fuck that <laughs> here's what hero academia is about explosions muscles hard ass senpai you got this kids like 
And it was like the most, the commercial that they show for Hero Aka is like the the shoniest shonen to yeah. ever done shonen. We, we got to trick these kids into yeah, watching this Yeah, yeah. And then it's like you watch it and you're just like, wait. In fairness though, like that arc actually is pretty goddamn intense. Yeah. Like the, the, the camp arc gets pretty crazy in terms of like the fighting and yeah. stuff that's going on. Although again, a lot of the fighting is just kind of not fighting. A lot of yeah. the fighting in that scene is just kind of, I made these breathing masks because there's poison yeah. gas. Yeah. Well, like, and it's so much of the fighting in that is like, hey, I'm going to think through this situation. I'm going to stop, be aware of my surroundings, and then I'm going to make a thoughtful decision. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, does... does the purple fuck guy, what's his name? Minetta? Minetti? Minetta. 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 Does he ever stop being a terrible person? No. no. Oh. I mean, as far as we've gotten to, no. Okay. He doesn't. Do you follow the Hero Aka Facebook page, Alex? <laughs> I do not, no. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god, that is like, a, that, that is a, a drama so, in and of itself. So, a few episodes ago, you, you'll, you'll meet this character in a little bit. Oh, Jesus. Um, but a few ca- episodes back, there was this character introduced um, whose quirk is high IQ. Okay. Um, and she activates her quirk by sipping tea and closing her eyes. And, like, it makes her brain work at, like, this incredibly huge increased capacity okay. to, solve through, to solve problems. Um, and the official... My Hero Academia Facebook page... <laughs> okay. Posted the official one. The official page... Posted a picture of this high school girl with the fra- with above it the phrase, I want her to step on me. What? The the admin for the official My Hero Academia Facebook page apparently wants this high school girl to step on him. We're assuming it's a him. Well, it's but gotta like, be. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. <laughs> But, um, but the best part is that people have screen this. Yeah, because that post went down and it got changed to something else. Uh-huh. But people screen capped it. And so now every time they, they post every anything, oh God. they post that screen cap as like one of the first comments. It's like, never forget. <laughs> never oh, forget. goodness. And so like the, the reason why I made me think of it is that um, everyone is now convinced that, that the admin is actually just, just Manetta. Manetta. <laughs> Because he just posts all the skeeziest things about yeah. the female characters yeah. on that show. Why? But yeah, I want her to step on me will always be, yeah. it'll be legend forever. Well, I guess I'll have to subscribe or follow that ch- that. Thing. But you've missed it. You missed like the one thing to be a part of that channel. <laughs> well, you say it keeps getting it does, posted. It does so. keep getting posted. That's true. Uh, but you weren't there. I wasn't there. Because I definitely saw it when it first happened when I was scrolling through my Facebook feed one day and I was like, what is this? What is this place? Homie, homie's so thirsty that he's uh, he, he's posting thirsty on his uh, on his main. Thirsty on main. I go vault. It's the best. Is, is that character supposed to be charming or is it just Who, supposed Mineta? to Yeah. No. Okay, good. No, no, no. You're supposed to hate it. You're him. supposed to hate it. Okay. Him. Um, and it's actually kind of a pretty interesting thing because, like, there was a um, was oh it? oh he did make a post. Uh, Minetta is my spirit animal. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but it, what was it? Mother's basement, I think, was talking about yeah. it about how like everyone in the show, like everyone in class one A, 
has a different motivation for being a hero. Mm -hmm. So like everyone who watches the show can have someone who they relate to. Like, okay, um, like Deku just wants to save people and like Uraka really wants to help out her family who's struggling financially and Bakugo wants to prove how tough he is. So it's like all of these different different motivations. And then it's like, and if, you're, if your motivation for wanting to be a hero is so you can impress girls, you also have someone representing you, but that person is Mineta. <laughs> and his, I think his argument was like, these are the people that say, like, don't think too much into it, or like, it's just a show, or like, they're comic books, and therefore, like, they can have whatever they want in, it, in them. And he's like, yeah, you can think that, you can be that. You know who you get in this show? You get Mineta. Yeah. And it's also because, like, I mean, especially after Stain, a lot of the, the conflict that doesn't directly involve fighting in the show, but a lot of the conflict involves what motivates you, what mm -hmm. makes you want to be a yeah. hero. Um, and so having someone like Mineta on there showing, like, no, there are people who become heroes who have no real higher calling for mm. it. You know, and that that's that's who Mineta is. Gotcha. And that's like the sole reason why he's So there. do you think he's ever gonna get some character development or I is mean, he just gonna remain this forever? He's been given some. No. Very, very little. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah. Iwazawa, like right before the, the hero licensing arc, is like oddly sympathetic to him. Like Mineta says something about being scared and like I think like Ayazawa kinda like gets eye level with him and, and gives him like a it's not about being scared. You just got to do it anyway. Speech or whatever the equivalent is that Ayazawa can make. Yeah. Um, and then, oh my God. And he loves his class. Yeah. He loves them. Ayazawa, not Mineta. Ayazawa, not Mineta. I mean, Mineta too, but only half of but, them. Yeah. Oh, good. And only uh, for a very specific reason. But well, I was like, Oh my God. This is something that I don't think you guys will understand. But like, as a girl, this like shook me as the kids say um it was it was too real but the scene i think it's in the is it in the first or the second season but there's like a scene where Manetta drills a hole oh from the, the, the showers yeah locker room into the girls locker room and he is like looking peering through the hole and of course i love that all the other boys are like that's terrible that's disgraceful like you need to not do this um you're a disgrace to yourself and your female classmates, is what um, Lita. Yeah, yeah, is what Ida says because Ida is best boy. Not that best boy is a real thing, but um, <laughs> but anyway, and like he is like, oh, Momo's got like big tits, and like he goes through like all the girls except for Earjack. Yeah, and she's like, he didn't mention, and me. he didn't mention me, and oh my god, that is like such an insane byproduct of toxic masculinity <laughs> and patriarchy is like, it's like, I hate cat collars, but is there something wrong with me if men don't cat call me? <laughs> because you've been so, you have this like internalized thing of I am only pretty if I am objectified mm. is like a message that you get from a very young age as a girl and the fact that they had that and I was just like and she's done in a sympathetic light and it's not played off as a joke and I was just like oh my god Earjack you and I <laughs> you and I girl anyway 
But yeah, it's... Man, I love Hiroaka. Yeah. I'm sorry. We were supposed to talk about your anime this No, week. no, that's fine. That's fine. We, we're talking about... Like I said, I've been watching it, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. The, the one that we watched, I think, was really... It was really cute. Um... I don't know what else to say about it other than that. Like, it's just, it's really cute. And it is very much like, yeah, if you want something that's just going to make you smile, it will do that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It was, it was adorable. I liked it. Oh, good. And sometimes that's all, that's all you need. Yeah. 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 Um... So what else? What else is going on? Can we get back to Wizards for just like a yeah, brief sure. second? I, will, I am always <laughs> up for talking about Wizards. So I remember like earlier and I was saying about how it really bothers me when like people are like, oh, we killed Hitler. So Hitler, like evil's not a thing. Yeah. And I see that same argument being played out with Trump. Mm-hmm. Mm. And people are like, oh, if we just take out Trump and like everything will go back to being normal or like everything will be fine. But I'm like, well, now you also have all of these emboldened supporters and the fact that his vice president is Mike Pence. Yeah. Let's also he, not forget like, that like 90% of the shit that Trump does is stuff that's like endorsed by the mainline Republican party. Yeah. Like, yeah. like people are talking about how like, you know, going back to the, uh, to, to, to John McCain, like people are talking about, how oh he was he was the last like moderate Republican he was the last like person who voted for his conscience and it's like yeah but his conscience ninety percent of the time aligned exactly with what Trump wanted anyway yeah the only reason why they didn't get along is that Trump called him a shitty pilot which if like, I'm kind of taking this from from Chapo Trap House this week but it was a really good point which. If John McCain was a better person, would have been fine. If he had just, like, taken it as a joke and, like, rolled with it, it would never have been a thing. Mm. Like, that's all that that was about. That's the only thing that that's about. Is that it doesn't have anything to do with ideology. It doesn't have anything to do with politics. It doesn't have anything to do with civility. Whatever the fuck that is. It's got to do with the fact that Trump insulted him one time and then John McCain was just, like, grumpy about it. Well, like, he, but he said still that voted. whole thing about how, like, oh, I like people who weren't captured. Yeah, and George W. Bush implied that his adopted daughter was a black love child. And they're buddy-buddy. They were, like, he got invited to the funeral. Yeah. George W. Bush and and John and uh, George W. Bush has done more terrible things to John McCain than Trump could have done in a thousand years. Like, and it doesn't matter because again, at the end of the day, he still voted with it with with Trump on anything that actually mattered, and he still voted with the mainline Republican Party. It just like every once in a while, for show, he would vote a different way so that he could maintain that status as a maverick, which didn't actually mean anything or contribute anything actually meaningful well, I to mean, American it, politics. What it means is constantly push for war with absolutely every country that doesn't possibly. Yeah, but but every else. once in a while, I'm going to say like this one time, I'm going to vote against appealing Obamacare, even though all the other times I voted to repeal it. Mm. But that one time is that the one time. time. It was a really good point on Chapo this week, and I'm just because it was like a really good show this week. Um, but the really good point was that was made was, you know, if you do the right thing your entire life, no one's going to remember that. 
Whereas if you're an asshole most of the time and then occasionally do something good, the things that people will remember you for are the things, the good things that you did. Mm. And it was like, man, that is, that is too real. Yeah. And so like, oh yeah, voting, like no one's talking about how we voted against Martin Luther King Day. Mm. No one's talking about like all the wars that he voted for. Mm-hmm. No one's talking about that fin- that finance scandal that he was involved with in the nineties. He was oh, was that the one with the Navajo? Because there was also something he did to like the Navajo reservation where he like bought up a bunch of land and no, sold it. No, it was a different. Thing. There was something he did after the military days where he like screwed over a bunch of native people, and like there were like a bunch of native sites I was following on Facebook were like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, do you remember that time he called his wife a trollop in public? Wait, what? Do you remember that time he called the Vietnamese gooks? Yeah. <laughs> what? All yeah. of those. Oh, you mean all the times he did that? Yeah. Um, no, there was the there was one time where um, uh, it was it was on the campaign, I think. Like this is this fell down the memory hole so hard. Like I had forgotten all about it until they brought it up. I'm like, shit, that did happen. Um, it was, it was he, him and Cindy McCain were at a campaign stop or something. And Cindy McCain made a joke about like, oh, you're getting a little bit thin up there. Like talking about it, how he was going bald and you go, and his exact quote was, at least I don't paint on the makeup, like a trollop. You, you know, like, like, no, um, at least I don't oh, paint myself like a whore. You cunt or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa's making a face. Oh my god! No, okay, I am looking this up because that sounds that shit sounds ridiculous. No, it absolutely happened. I okay. remember it happening, and I like I remember also that like no one, like everyone forgot it. It fell so hard down the memory hole, but it is absolutely something that I remember seeing because it happened in front of the press. Yeah, <laughs> there was audio of it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh my god. Okay, I brought up a HuffPo article from 2008. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was too far away from the mic. So I brought up a a, a HuffPo article from 2008 from uh, April 15th. Um, it says, report McCain's profane tirade at his wife. John McCain's temper is well documented. He's called opponents and colleagues shitheads, assholes, and at least on one case, a fucking jerk. Um... So here it is. At one point, Cindy... So yeah, it was at a campaign stop in 1992. Um, In his 1992 Senate bid, McCain was joined on the campaign trail by his wife, Cindy, as well as a campaign aide, Doug Cole, and consultant, Wells Gullett. At one point, Cindy playfully twirled, twirled McCain's hair and said, you're getting a little thin up there. And McCain's face reddened and responded... At least I don't plaster on the makeup like a trollop, you cunt. Oh my god, you are word for word, right? McCain's excuse was that it had been a long day, and if elected United States, President of the United States, McCain would have many long days. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. Hey, what if, like, Obama... (laughs) I'm sorry, you just, like, all of these things that, like, white male politicians that we've gracefully forgotten that yeah. they've done seeing seeing all the all of my like liberal friends and family like posting all the memorial stuff for john mccain on facebook and it's like really is that that's where you want to go okay yeah and it's again it's this idea of respectability which only applies to the left it never applies to the right no 
and only then to the center left. Yeah. But the idea is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to like, you got to you got to be polite. You got to be a, you know a good person, man. Yeah, there was a picture I saw of, like, the political compass, mm -hmm. and, like, on all four corners of the political yeah. compass, there was a laughing person pointing, and in the middle was, like, Thoughts a crying person. Yeah. Uh, no, it was a crying person, and it says John McCain's legacy, a political guide. Yeah. <laughs> the very center. The uh, the one that I saw that I thought was pretty good was, um, you know, Thoughts and Prayers, like, the center, the center of was... Um, like uh thoughts and prayers are with the McCain family at this trying time and all the outside of it was this N word has a tumor. <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> and then it's point someone pointed out it's like that one should have a hard R in the authoritarian right corner. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing about it too. It's like we're talking shit, but we're talking shit about like things that that guy actually did. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, the people on the right, like, no one on the right is saying anything nice about John McCain right now. Did you see that they had to close um, comments on the Fox News thing about yeah. his, uh, about him dying? Wait, what? Really? Yeah. They had to close comments because Trump supporters were going in there and talking shit about it. Yeah, Trump, wow. Trump, like, Did you only see the Ben Garrison comic? I did. Oh, oh my, did you see the Ben Garrison no. comic? Oh my God. I'll, I'll pull it up. Pull it up. Yeah. Okay. So Ben Garrison, for those of you out there who who are oblivious, who who are blissfully unaware of who this person is. Well, I was until about two seconds ago. So thanks. His is a is a right wing political cartoonist, world renowned for having to label everybody. Absolutely everything <laughs> is labeled in his cartoons, um, and I love the edits that like leftists will do. I have a couple of them on yeah. my on my. Page. But this this is oh no that's not the right one. Oh, that's not the right one. No, that's not the right that's one. A different one. That was, he did another one. That's <laughs> oh. almost exactly the same. But he did another one for him being dead. Here it is. Yeah. So Elise, would you <laughs> would you care to describe to our listeners at home the uh, no, the, thank you. the cartoon? This is the one that I was thinking of, Alex. That's no, the most recent you. one. Oh, it's it's a picture of him. His body is a plane, mm -hmm. and he is crashing into a uh, coffin. Uh, with his head exploding and on fire and smoke coming out of his ears, and he says, "Go to hell." What does it say on the uh, on the tombstone? John right? Songbird McCain died 2018. Yeah, John Songbird McCain. Which does anyone know what that's in reference to? No. Uh, there's a if you go really far enough right, people have been hating on John McCain for years um, because of the things that he allegedly said under torture while in the Hanoi Hilton. What the fuck is this Another one. one. Oh my god, this one's amazing. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't see this one before. Is this another Ben Garrison one? I believe so. Um, it's definitely his style. It is definitely his style with everything labeled. So it is, it, it's It's a picture of um, of Uncle Sam getting operated on. He's getting, a, he's getting a brain operation, and you can tell that it's Uncle Sam because his brain is labeled USA. <laughs> And the tumor being extracted is John McCain's face. <laughs> and around the outside, it says, War! Keep Obamacare! Again, he voted to keep it, like, one time. He voted to repeal it, countless others. Keep Obamacare! More tyrannies in... More, oh, more trannies in the military. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Uh, Bomberant, impeach Trump. I don't think I've ever call, heard him call for an impeaching of Trump. Never. That would have been amazing if he had. Wow. But yeah, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Um, 
Yeah, but yeah, he, there there's been some really right wing hate like so going like, back a long on time. On the far left, they don't like John McCain. On the far right, they don't like John but McCain. But again, I'd <laughs> like to point out that on the far left, it's got to do with things, things that he, he actually, actually did, did. <laughs> instead of things that like like don't again voting to keep Obamacare that one time. Now he did make a really big show of it, mm-hmm. but then all those other things like there was because there was a million different repeals going on. And there was like, oh, this one version of the repeal, I'm going to make a big show about voting against. But all the other ones I'm going to vote for. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Wow. But I, I guess to get back to our point that I was making is that if Trump goes away, like, this kind of shit is still going to go on. Mm-hmm. Like, Trump is just kind of... He's he's the cartoon... He's the Ben Garrison example <laughs> of, like, exactly what all this shit is. Like, all this stuff has been going on for a long time. It's just that, like, the dog whistles that the Republican Party has been using for decades, Trump just, like, comes out and says. And and this was kind of my point about wizards, to bring it back to wizards, was... Which is where we started. Which is where we started this discussion. (laughs) That's why I was bringing it back to it. Yeah, was was it's this cartoon version of evil, and if we just take that out, everything will be fine. We'll, like, the flowers will come back, the fairies will come back, and and it'll be fine. And it's like, no, because there are systems that we've created... You can't just cut the snake's head off. Yeah. It's, you know, it, yeah. it's not like that. It doesn't the, work the, the snake is also embedded in, like, our school structure and our, yeah. you know, like, our housing development. Our prison system. Our prison system. Speaking of which, prisons. Are, hey, yeah. that prison strike. Oh, that yeah. Still going on? That's still going on. That's yeah. going on. That thing is amazing. Did you see, again, uh, I've been seeing a lot of crazy news stories recently. Did you see the story where Nestle was talking about, um, who, what? What country is it? I think it's Canada is yeah. is is about to pass a law about like or it might be Australia is about to pass a law about like labeling things that are made with slave la- slave labor. Mm. Huh. Um and Nestle is like throwing a huge fit about it saying it's like oh that's going to that's going to cost the consumers. <laughs> Nestle's a terrible company. Oh terrible. Nestle is like the fucking worst horrifying. company. Horrifying. Yeah. It's absolutely horrifying. It's like, yeah, guys. People going to find out people, we use slave labor. No, well, I mean if people find out about that, then we're going to have to actually start paying people and that's going to raise the price on all these delicious Like it's going to cost products. the consumers because we'll no longer be relying on on slave labor. On slave labor. Like what the fuck, man? It, yeah. I didn't think you know a lot of people are surprised that in 2018 saying Nazis are bad is a is a controversial statement. I am less surprised by that than saying that slavery is bad. It's a controversial yeah. statement. Yeah. Because there have always been people who are sympathetic with Nazis in this world. Or, like, people who are sympathetic with that kind of ideology. Like, that is not a surprise to me to find out that that still exists. No. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> slavery? Yeah. Slavery slavery you're okay with not just not just like the prison slavery but also like like just regular like like gathering cocoa beans slavery yeah fucking but they use legal loopholes to get away with it yeah Yeah. so how is that prison strike going uh it's still going on it's supposed to still continue i think until the 9th of september um but uh i i don't know there there may have I think there have been a few concessions agreed to, um, like they. One thing I saw, and, and don't don't quote me on this. I don't have the source in front of me, 
But somebody said one of the concessions they gave, which sounds simple, is reducing the cost of um, phone calls out of prison. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's from, like, I, I don't even remember. Um, but uh, I don't know if any of the major concessions have been agreed to yeah. yet. Um, which a lot of them deal with um, basically the use of prison labor for private companies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And or and then like which that's and then a private fucked companies, up history. which then lobbied the government to make to... it harder to get parole, to make mm-hmm. it harder to like have more mandatory sentencing. Yep. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, because if we don't have a consistent population to exploit in our private prison system, then yeah. Yeah. Just nationalize everything. I'm just like I'm just gonna go full tanky. Like the more, <laughs> the more that these things go like on. Venezuela. Th- th- I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the more these things go on, the more I'm I, just but like there, you. You can't deny the massive exodus that's happening right now of Venezuela of bourgeois like, people <laughs> of the of the rich from Venezuela. <laughs> I, Which I heard about it on NPR, okay? <laughs> <laughs> watch watch Telesur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, guys, like, the, like I'm just, we just need, you know, we need a new Stalin. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't actually think that. Can you be the new Stalin? <laughs> <laughs> I can't grow that mustache. Um, I might leave you. <laughs> I just, I don't know. um i don't know man like it's just it's disgusting it's just like absolutely the worst yeah um and i can't and like the fact that there is so much other like stupid bullshit going on that like people are raising a bigger stink about president trump didn't say anything nice about john mccain after he died (laughs) Who fucking well, cares? Well, he didn't. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, ha- has has the prison strike made the national news? I don't even I, know. You know, I've been seeing it on my Facebook feed, but I'm on a lot of left foot groups. Yeah. So, I've been getting a lot of a lot of my information about things like that through there. Yeah. Um but then I've also been getting a lot of stuff about John McCain, and I've been getting a lot of things about John, John uh, Trump's response to John McCain or lack of response like oh the I'm sorry the the libs who are getting upset about like the 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 uh, flag the flag being at full staff over oh, the yeah. White House are literally the same group of people in my mind who get upset about Blake Colin Kaepernick kneeling it's like <laughs> who cares <laughs> There's actual real shit happening right now in the world. And, like, this prison strike is probably one of the most important things Mm -hmm. to have happened in, like, the last 10 years of history. Yeah. Like, so many companies use slave labor for their products in the United States. Victoria's Secret. Victoria's Secret, McDonald's, Walmart, Whole Foods, which I brought up to you a few times before, and you're like, but Whole Foods. And I'm like, I like their free samples. (laughs) Stop trying to take that away from me. But those those free samples are built on the backs of imprisoned people. That's how they can give out free samples. That's that's how they can afford to give out so many free samples. That guacamole is so good. It's It's so good. 
It's because they they use slave labor to grate their mozzarella cheese that they sell back to you for eight dollars a pound. But that's how you know it's good mozzarella. <laughs> it was it was made. If it was shitty mozzarella, it'd be two dollars a pound. It was made with the love of someone who has been imprisoned on a trumped up marijuana charge who will probably never see his child again. Oh God. So sometimes when <laughs> when you hear all of the terrible things happening in the world and you just need to chill out a little bit and watch something cute and fun. <laughs> nice segue. Oh, good. Watch my ordinary life on, on Crunchyroll.com. When you want to think about weird things yeah. and Nazis, uh, watch Wizards, Wizards, I guess. Uh, hey, Crunchyroll, he gives some of that ad money. Hey, yeah. As long as you don't lose, you don't lose uh, Crunchyroll. As far as we know, not a product of slave labor. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Anyway, so do we have anything else we want to add? I don't know, man. I've uh, I've been involved for way too long talking about terrible things that John McCain did in his life. Uh, um, I don't know. I also watched Wizards or not Wizards. <laughs> yes, we both watched Wizards. We I also watched I also watched Warriors, Warriors earlier. I've been on. I've just been on this weird like '70s movie kick recently. Mm. I don't know why, but well. Have you watched Warriors? No, at least not. I have Warriors. not watched it. So I we haven't. should watch the Warriors for next week then. Oh my god! <laughs> Warriors come out to play. Uh, is that on Netflix? Uh, no, but I have it on Blu-ray. Oh, okay. Um, speaking of things on Netflix, uh, next month, um, what is it? Uh, Vandal, American Vandal's coming back. Oh, is it? Oh shit! Yeah. Really? Next month. Oh, we also watched, speaking of Netflix, we did also watch um, All of Disenchanted. All of Disenchanted. Do we want to talk about how Disenchanted stacks up against Wizards? <laughs> we want to save that for later. I mean, I was kind of considering watching it. Okay, but well, we'll I save saw, it for after you watch it. Then. I saw some people saying it wasn't very good. I saw other people saying it was very good. What do you guys' take, like, quick take without spoilers? It's fine. It's fine? It's fine. Okay. Um, It's very, it's, it's it picks good. Up. It's good Futurama. It, it's not... Good old Simpsons, like it's not that. I, level I of wouldn't good, even say it's. it's like, I would say that Good Futurama is better in some ways. That okay. I, well, I was gonna say is better than some old Simpsons. Oh, even. I think shit. I think Futurama is the better show, honestly. Wow. I know. Hot take. Hot take. I I, I mean. Hot take from the Steam Ham's daddy. I don't know. <laughs> I really I really I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just that it's. It, I've seen Futurama more recently than mm -hmm. I've watched a good episode of The Simpsons. I've seen a lot of shitty episodes of The we Simpsons have been recently. We've a lot of shitty episodes of The Simpsons. Um, but maybe if I go back and watch old episodes of The Simpsons, I'll feel differently. But I feel like, I feel like because Futurama didn't oversay its welcome. Yeah, I guess, is partly some yeah. of that. Um, Which is like, and Futurama has more character development than The Simpsons. Yeah, I was gonna say Disenchanted. It's you can see they have a very clear story that they want yeah. to tell. Mm. Like I, 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 it's done in parts. Like instead of calling them seasons, they call them parts. parts. And then there are episodes within each part. And I think the first part is ten, 10 episodes. episodes. Okay. So I think they have a very like distinct and the story. Kind of they have a very like spins the wheels. I think. I think the reason why people don't like it is that the pacing kind of suffers. The pacing is like very touch and go. Mm -hmm. Because um, there's some episodes where, like, a lot of things, a lot of really important things happen, and it really speeds up. And then there are a lot of episodes where it's just, 
being kind of being an existential millennial of like where is my place in the world and what should I do and she like suffers with that question a lot and you think she gets to a place where she's like happy and then the next episode she's not yeah um which I think is is but I will say as a feminist speaking for all women (laughs) it's nice to see a female protagonist in a um in a in an animated series who like drinks and does drugs and wonders about her place in the universe because it's usually like a spot that's kind of reserved for male protagonists yeah. like i think a lot about like archer yeah she is very similar to archer yeah. in a lot of ways like i like that she um she's not a lisa simpson she's more redeemable than archer yeah she's certainly more redeemable than archer but it's you know it's or like like you think of like Rick and Morty, um, that kind of like disaffected uh, existential like walking existential crisis, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's typically it's typically a role reserved for male protagonist, and so it's kind of nice to see like how does a girl deal with this, and like how does a woman deal with this, and you know especially since she is a princess, and they're like, um, and you know. I think it's like at one point the her father, who's played by the incredible John DiMaggio, is like, "Well, I mean, you tried being a wife, or like you tried to get married, and you tried to be a nun, and those are the two girl things I can think of." And it's like, yeah, you know, or like they say, like, "Oh, and she's like, why are you worrying? You're a princess. Your job is to, you know, get married to secure alliances." Um. So, so those things I really like about it and, you know, striving, like her striving for something more than what she has. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Well, I, I will go ahead and watch that then and we'll come back to you in two weeks yeah. with more in-depth hot takes. Cool. I, I, will, I will say, I think the first like half or so of the season is a lot of wheel spinning and then like the last like three episodes, they're like, here's the plot and they yeah. just kind of shove it on you. <laughs> um, and it gets heavy in those last Very three episodes yeah. like way more than new like and i think that's that's another problem with it is it like there's some tonal shifts and like, they're like like the last three episodes of the two season two of twin peaks heavy or like not quite that not not bad. quite to that ex- i don't know i mean it, it, there's less the, there's a much smaller cast mm-hmm. and so it's not like implicate like a whole bunch of like story threads or like all having these things at once it's like one story thread that's just like oh here's the plot by the way let's move Mm. this into the next part so yeah going off of what elise said it's very clearly like there's gonna be one story and there's gonna be like from the way that it's paced i would be surprised if they had in mind more than two more parts yeah um and then it will be done um but yeah I don't know. It's it was pretty. Fu- there were parts of it that were really funny. Eric Andre is hilarious in it. I think. Eric you know Andre's in this. Yeah, he's yeah. the demon. Oh, then I have to watch this even more. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's. Uh, do you remember? This might be giving away too much, um, but it's like, uh, what's the episode with Fry's dog? Oh yeah, uh, Jurassic Bark. Jurassic Bark. Oh yeah. Did you see that one? I did. Yeah. So it's like that level of tonal shift. Okay. So, of course, then they they walked that back in the later seasons. Yeah, they did. 
God, that was such like a heavy. <laughs> but you know, but like those are like old Simpsons did that a lot, where it was like very like do it for her. Mm-hmm. Um, where the episode where Homer has to give up his job at a bowling alley, um, because it turns out that uh, Marge is pregnant with their third kid, Maggie. So um, it's like that level of tonal shift. Okay. Anyway. Oh, but yeah, it's so nice we'll... to see these creators um, from, like, the really good seasons and eras of, like, The Simpsons and Futurama. Like, I think David X. Cohen is a executive producer on the series. I can't remember if he is or not, but I know that um, Josh Weinstein yeah, Josh, is, yeah. is a writer on there who wrote, like, a lot of the best episodes of The Simpsons from, like, yeah. early, early on in the show. And so it's interesting to see them on a very, like, tight like what what can this group of writers do on a very like tight plot driven schedule which i think kind of also is why it feels like there's wheels spinning mm-hmm. because there's those holdovers of the sitcom style of writing from like the simpsons and futurama whereas this is a very i mean it's a different style of writing for like a different time where we have netflix and things yeah. are bingeable and things you know you don't have to you know it doesn't like your epi- each episode doesn't have to be wrapped up in a neat little bow right because you don't know if your audience is going to be watching from week to yeah. week but then you also have like like episodes where the whole th- crux is let's get a date for elfo yeah like that's an episode okay. <laughs> right which is like a very sitcommy yeah which is a very mm-hmm. sitcommy trope kind of episode and so they're trying to shove these things into um, but understanding the the I guess like the new media or like the writing rules of the new media. Gotcha. Um, Which uh, again, a lot of the same problems that the uh, the Futurama movies suffered from. Yeah. Because they had to work both as movies and as individual episodes for when they went into syndication. Yeah. I tend to watch stuff like once a day. Like I'll watch an episode each day after mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Um, so is that does that work in this? It'll work for this. Yeah, it'll work for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we'll talk about it next time. All right. All right. Then in that case, I think we're about done. Uh, we've run an hour and a half, and so that's pretty good. So thank you all for listening again. My name's Alex. I'm Nick. And I'm Elise. And this has been Some Nerds Have a Podcast. Night, everybody.